Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we have such a fun conversation with five-time world powerlifting champion, Big James Henderson. His motto is just shut up and lift. Big James Henderson. He was so funny, Kevin. Yes, he I was. loved him. I can't remember how many times we laughed during this conversation we had with him. He also used to be part of the power team where you guys, oh my gosh, he would break things with his arms and he could blow up Kevin one of those uh, hot water bottles until it freaking exploded. Yes. So if you ever wondered how it's even possible to blow up one of those rubber bottles, Big James shared how he used to do that. Don't think I'm going to try it though. Oh my gosh. I don't think I want you to try it, but I kind of do just to... Like, see you attempt to do it. Exploded my face. That'd be awesome. But anyways, guys, I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. I cannot wait to talk to this next guest. You've been giddy. I know. You've I been promise, giddy, babe. I promise you this is going to be a lot of fun. Friends, our next guest is a former powerlifter who specialized in the bench press. He is a five-time world bench press champion and the first man to bench press over 700 pounds raw or unassisted. That means he literally did this in just his t-shirt and shorts. No weightlifting shirt, no wrist wraps, no belt, and no drugs. He has set multiple world records throughout his career, including the all-time world record bench press at 711 pounds. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Tell Us a Good Story, Big James Henderson. Welcome, sir. All right. (laughs) That's me. That's me. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. James, thank you for saying yes to us. As you know, we have a mutual friend, Mr. Sean Harper. Yeah, that's my man there. Like a, a lot of guests, we've been very fortunate where they said, you know what? You need to talk to such and such friend of, right. of mine, right? And that's what Mr. Sean Harper did with us. He's like, you know who you need to talk to? Big James Henderson. Oh, and so I'm like, okay, well, so I start looking you up, James. And right. come to find out, there are a ton of people in this world by the name of James Henderson. Really? Oh, my gosh. Yes, a ton. However, there's only one big James Henderson. That's right. That's good. That's good. When I saw you guys' um, story that you guys did, uh-huh. and I was like, whoa, the whole the whole presentation, the questions were awesome, and then how you let him answer was awesome. That was a oh. powerful interview, you know? Thank a you. A real powerful thank interview. Thank you. And I want to tell you thank you for bringing the best out. Thank you. Well, Big James is six foot five, so... Yeah. When he was competing, he was just over 400 pounds. Mm -hmm. His chest, from what they said, measured seven feet around. Wow. What? Wow. Seven feet around stuff. Whoever wrote that one. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're going to bill you to be big. Wow. 
That's what they said. Seven, seven foot like, feet like, around is, what, yeah. is what this said. His chest measured. So yeah. I guess the first thing was, how do you even find clothes when you've been competing and stuff? Like, oh my goodness. It's with big and tall. It's with having tailor made. I think every arena that I've been in, God has supplied. When I was on the power team, uh-huh. going around the country, I remember Carl Kanai company called me and said, hey, we want you to be our big man model. And they had a whole bunch of big clothes. And they said, we can either pay you for coming to, to try to close on, or we can just give you all the clothes you try on. So you know what I did? I tried on all the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, with me. You know, I took all the clothes with me. Yeah. When did you find that you had such phenomenal strength? So, um, high school, we had a, a powerlifting team. And, and from the powerlifting team, I, I, I found I was strong. But when I got hurt in college, it was on my way for rehabbing. That's when I really found out how powerful I was. When I, I went on into college and I hurt my knee playing football and I, and I was rehabbing, and before you know it, I'm pressing some weight, man. I'm getting weightlifting contests and everything. And before you know it, I'm winning everywhere. 600 pounds or better on the bench press. Oh. And guess what? The most phenomenal thing was no drugs, no fancy yes. equipment, no fancy shirts. Most people want to talk, so I just say, shut up and live. That's <laughs> live, baby. Yeah. Hey, that'd be a great T-shirt. Shut up, shut and, up lift. and lift. And they, they have some out there in the power of the world saying shut up and lift. But that was my motto, though. That's just shut up and lift. You know, my biggest prayer was, hey, God, don't move my mountain. Just give me the strength to climb it. Mm. Mm. That's good. Well, Big James, I want to brag on you for a second, okay? So for each of our guests, I go through a list of fun facts and accomplishments. So listeners get an idea of you. And I have not prepped Steph on any of this, okay? So this is going to be news to my wife as well. He was so excited about your fun facts. He all This whole day, he's like, I can't wait for fun facts. I can't wait for fun facts. Yes. So I'm I'm anxious about this. Okay, so back when he was competing, Big James here was known as the world's strongest man and the greatest bench presser of all time. Right. Big James is a graduate of Mercer University, where he holds right. a bachelor's degree in theology and psychology. Right. He also attended Albany State University, where he played right. football from 1984 mm-hmm. to 1986. His yeah. career as an offensive lineman ended when he blew out his knee in practice. Is it true that you turned down scholarship offers to Florida State in Miami back in the 80s to attend Albany State. Is that true? Yes, yes, yes. We were we were rather misguided. This little college out of Albany, Georgia, came and said, hey, I can guarantee you guys playing. And and, and what they were doing back there, they were doing compact deal. And they said, if you sign, we'll take three guys from your team. So that automatically made me like a, a town hero, you know. Right. He's going to take three guys to college with him, right? So... If I did decide to turn and go to Florida State or Miami, <laughs> so we went, <laughs> so we went, we went to, um, we went to Albany State. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Albany State. We made the best out of it too. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Whoa. That's quite the friend. Yes, James, you're quite the friend. You bring bring three guys with you. And then, then you know, all the parents start giving you donuts and stuff. And, oh, we love you, Big James. So, oh. it's all what he's <laughs> That's funny. 
and I played offensive line, and we automatically we went from winning no games to four and six to eight and two. We became the SIAC champions in football. We were, I mean, the best out there in playing football. So we kept on going, kept on going. And then that third year, I think it was homecoming time. We were out there just supposed to be doing a walkthrough, but the ball was fumbled. And the coach said, jump on the ball, jump on the ball. I jumped on the ball, and the rest of the team jumped on my leg. Oh. Yeah, that was the end of that song. That was the end of that song. I just like, wait a minute. This football career is over with, man. This chance to go to the pros is over with. And then I start seeing, you know, the dark side of football, you know, where if you're not the star on the field, do they really – Appreciate you. Those are some dark years for me. Man, I started man, I started hanging out with people drinking. I started messing around with drugs, you know, and I got involved with selling drugs. The police pulled us over and the other guys had some had, you know, some status on their name. They were, they were their, their family was pretty rich. So they asked them how they plead, they say not guilty. And for their night and for their plea, they testified on me. And guess oh. what? We stood before the judge. And he testified on me, and the judge gave me 50 years in prison. 50. Five zero. Sure did. So they gave me a time in prison. I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Let me tell you something. I came from a pretty good background. My mom, she was a sheriff of, of Polk County, Florida. Mary okay. Campbell, she was a captain of the sheriff's department. And she was a hard, strong lady. But I had gotten in trouble. And so mm. and there it was. Was I going walk away from everything she taught me or fall back on everything she taught me. So guess what I did? I went down to the chapel. He gave me a whole list of all the church services. And the chaplain said, hey, you've got to make your own choice for yourself. It is not about religion. It's about a relationship with God. So he said, you got to read the Bible yourself. I said, well, I don't have anything but time. I might as well give him a chance just in case. And I start reading this Bible. And I start putting this Bible to work every day. I started walking, talking, acting throughout the Bible. Not when I get out, I'm on my way out right now. And here mm. I am. I'm giving positive words to everybody. I'm having a good time living the Bible. This, this Bible has made this prison experience a real experience now. Because I'm seeing God work all around me. And one night, a riot broke loose and guys were getting hurt. They were, getting, they were being beaten and everything. But I had so much respect in my dorm that my entire dorm heard me when I said, sit down. Everybody, sit down. No need to tear this dorm up. Sit down. And the whole, the whole dorm, they sat down. And then the warden and the officers came in, dorm 13, on the ground, crawling. I said, warden, we didn't tear your dorm up. He looked around. He said, you know what? You acted like men, walk like men. And we were able to walk out of that dorm without getting hurt or anything. Wow. Well, the news spread to the governor. Wait a minute. This one guy stopped the riot in the door. What? Who is that? James Henderson. He said, well, I tell you what, we got to get rid of him. They said, why? Because he can stop a riot. He can start one, too. And, and I had did, all, I did about 18 months on 50 years. 18 months on 50 years. And they sent me to the Making Transition Center, a halfway house, to get out of there. And soon after, I received a full pardon, a full pardon, taking all that time back and everything else back. Wow. You should have saw it, man. Everybody's like, what? 
the man he threw out of prison. <laughs> so guess what I did? Guess what I did? I, I, I thought this thing was so powerful. This Jesus Christ thing really worked, right? So I went down the street to a college. It was Mercer University. It was like an all-white college back then. And I said, I want to go to school here. And they said, if you work in the gym, you take two free classes. What? Deal. I was working in the gym, taking two free classes, working out, you know, working towards finishing my degree off. The next thing you know, mm -mm, a, a little guy named Chuck Brunson came to me and said, hey, man, you need to be on the United States powerlifting team. I said, man, I, I'm not about all that highlight stuff no more. He came to my boss in Lake Wells, Florida. I was working down in Lake Wells, selling houses and land. He okay. came and said, hey, you know, he could be on the world. He could be a world champion, and he could be on the world's team. So my boss said, you know what, Greg? That's my middle name, Greg. You need to be on the world's team. Let's just go to the tryouts and see what happens. But I said, I don't want to be no superstar no more. I just want to be a servant. I want to be no superstar. I just want to be a servant. He said, come on and go. Let's try out. We went to the world tryout in Parkersburg, West Virginia, and I lost because the guy's weight was less than my weight. He weighed less than I did. Okay. But I won when they tested for steroids. <gasps> so he said, James, listen, you're on the United States team. You're going to Finland. So no there way. it was. Mm -hmm. So here it is. From the prison to being a world champion? This is like a Joseph story in the Bible. And, you know, it's like if anybody's ever been an outcast from his family, I was. Anybody ever been thrown in a hole, I did. Anybody ever was thrown in a prison, I was. But Joseph still held on because he understood the best was yet to come. It was just a matter of time. The best is yet to come is just a matter of time. Now I was given a chance to be on the United States powerlifting team to become a world champion. Wow. How old were you? I was like 25. 25. Okay. 25. So some years later, I hear that I'm about three-time world champion, three-time world champion. I'm married now. And I'm married to my college sweetheart, right? But just guess what? The, she saw on TV the power team come out. They had the world's strongest man. She wrote a you got the wrong one. My husband is the world's strongest man. They called me to meet the power team. I lifted 700 pounds every Sunday night for like 48 weeks out of the year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I got a chance to travel. So I started doing prisons, juvenile homes, and schools all around the country, speaking to people about the power of choice and making the right choices. And that's mm -hmm. the simple message I, I, I speak of all around the world. There's power in your choice. So one night with the power team in Dallas, Texas, I'm sitting there eating at a table, and I see my my heart walk in the room. <laughs> Chuck Norris. Oh. <laughs> so here it was. I ran up to the table. I said, Chuck, how you doing? When, when they buried you in the, the truck in the ground on Long Wolf McQuaid? That was me and you in that truck together. With every fight you have been in, Chuck, I've been in it with you. I'm your biggest fan, Chuck. I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> Chuck said, great. Who are you? I said, I'm James. I'm with the power team. We break bricks. We break ice. We tear phone books. We just break bats. We do whatever it takes to win a soul in Christ, Chuck. He said, oh, wow. 
what are you doing here? I said, we got a program at the North Church. And I want you to be my guest. You come to the program night, and we're going to have a great time. And Chuck, we came and sat up front where the little kids were. We broke bricks. We broke ice. We talked phone books. I gave a testimony. We gave an altar call. And Chuck and all those little kids and those people came to the altar that night. That's when I knew that I had a purpose. Wow. So is is that how you ended up on an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger? Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, and so Chuck called me. He said, hey, were those bricks that you broke on at the North Church, were they real bricks? I said, sure was. He said, I'm flying you to do an episode of Texas Walker Ranger. And he put all these bricks around me. And he let me pop up, break them all. Yeah. Really? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was the reason. Being on the power team was such an awesome thing because, we, you know, Joe Osteen was our driver when, when we were on the power team. And, I mean, we was at John Hagee's church, Bishop Jay's church, Grateful Dollar's church, all these churches around the country that you would call it all, that you would have to go through a big thing to go through. We were being welcomed in just because of the ministry. Gosh. So, so what was Chuck Norris like behind the scenes? Chuck Norris, man, the most humble down the earth, smiling, loving guy. I mean, he, he, he so you, you can tell by all of his shows, all of his program, how creative he is. He was just like I imagined, down the earth, and he had a conscience about what he said, what he did, and how he dealt with people. Sometimes when you get to be a superstar, you forget to be a servant of other people. But he had a conscience about how he dealt with people, how he talked with people, the messages that he brought within his show, a wholesome shows. That was a wholesome show. Yes, it was. And Chuck told me, he said, James, you're a um, five-time world champion. You can stop going now. You ain't got to keep winning the world championship. You got a platform to stand on right now. And that's all I really wanted was a platform to stand on. I had a rough beginning playing football, Herman Lee, going to prison. So now God gave me, through all those tests, a testimony. From all that mess, a message. So, Steph, what he just mentioned, after being paroled in 1992, Big James won five consecutive bench press world titles from 94 to 98. So, here's the thing. Not the strongest in the state of Florida, Mm -hmm. not in the country, the world. So, 94, he won it in Finland, 95, Czech Republic, 96, won it in Denmark, 97, Canada, 98 won it in Germany. First man to bench over 700 pounds raw when he pressed right. 705 in just a t-shirt, t-shirt and made it on the made it on the cover of Powerlifting USA magazine. USA, right. Gosh. And I was sitting there and all I wanted to do was a little 620 opener and eat and sign autographs and just hang out with everybody. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted this to be an easy qualifier for the world. But cute to Started. He came in the door and he had two of these specialized shirts, and he was convinced that he was going to do it this year. So he walked in the room and he looked at me. He said, "Now it's time for the real run chapter." He, he, he did like a six hundred warm up. Then Q put on his fancy shirt. His arms are four. He, he opened up with a six ninety nine on the bench. I'm like, "Whoa! <laughs> oh, do I claim? Oh, that's unfair! Oh, why'd you do that?" No, I didn't. I told my little brother Chuck, Chuck Brunson, I said, put 705 on the bar. It's time for me to rock this planet. He said, man, you ain't never been that strong before in your life, man. 
Oh, you, you, look, man, you ain't never listened that much in your life. Let him have it. Let him have it. I'm like, what? You, you ain't got to get hurt for him. I said, it's not about getting hurt. Either you're going to be in this picture or you're not. I said, if you're afraid, tell me. He said, I'm with you. He took hand me that 705, and the referee said, start. And I brought that weight down, and the referee said, press. And that weight shot up like a rocket. Bam. Oh. Then the referee said, rack it. And I racked it. And I stood up and checked my T-shirt. And he said, ladies and gentlemen, this is the strongest lift in history. This man just did 705 in a T-shirt. Oh. Yeah. That is awesome. I, I'm going to tell you, that's, that, that's God giving me a powerful platform to stand on. Once I did something like that, then I could go into any pro football camp, and they would listen to me and my message about Jesus. I can go into any prison, and they would listen to me and the message about Jesus. I can go to any town in America. Everybody likes strength and big and size, and they would listen to me and the message about Jesus. So God gave me a, a powerful platform to stand on to win the loss. All right, Steph, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. What's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good was. book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes and Noble. Yes. And? And our website, KevinSteph.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. James, I watched a video the other day that said you are still the only man to have lifted over 700 pounds and been drug tested. Yes. And well, yes. they drug tested me like I was some kind of uh, alien. I was an alien or something. Drug, one drug test after another drug test after another drug I was like, I can't do anymore. They said, drink some beer and, 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 and take another drug test. And he was like, wow. Well, then later on, Big James here lifted 711 pounds, which is in the Guinness Book of World Records. That's right. I'm watching your workout videos. Right. And it would take five men to spot you to get the bar off the rack. And then James would be pumping out sets with 600 pounds on the bar. That's just incredible. And he's not bouncing it off his chest. He's like holding it for a second and then exploding up. It's incredible. Get this step. Get this step. Get this. What? What? Get this. I would go from, from zero to, to 700 pounds in five minutes, five on, a minutes. TBN, on a TBN show. So on TBN, I saw a video of Big James where you're getting ready to lift 700 pounds. And I think this was on a live television show on TBN. Right. Well, your pre-lift routine was like smacking yourself in the head. Yeah. Bam! Like that. Yeah. Right. What was that all about? Well, actually, some people need a focal point. I need, okay. to my, I need to be zoomed right here. I need to be locked in right here. I don't need okay. to be thinking what woulda, coulda, shoulda, if I might miss it, if I could, would might miss it. No. I need to be on one plane 
that one dimension for nothing but success. Because sometimes the worst enemy is yourself. You can tell yourself how to quit faster than anybody. Mm. So no, these people are out here to see this 700 pounds get lifted. This 700 pounds is symbolic of Jesus Christ lifting the weight of sin. And I don't want anyone left behind. So Lord, please, please keep me focused from the beginning to the ending because I don't want anyone left behind. And I lay down there and I put the 700 pounds on there and I press the 700 pounds to the top and the whole crowd comes running to the altar. It was all worth it. James, were you ever hurt lifting that much? Never, ever hurt lifting weights because I always wow. used the right technique. It would tear your shoulders down and everything else down, but after a little rest, it came back. But it was really rough on the shoulders. So Steph, Big James here, when he was part of the power team, would smash layers of ice with both of his arms. He would blow up one of those rubber hot water bottles until it exploded. How on earth do you blow one of those up? Well, you know, you know Steph, the thing is, it, it's like you hold you keep it locked in your mouth, in your nose, out your mouth, in your nose, out your mouth. The biggest thing, Steph, is keeping your concentration. Because after a while, you'd be like, oh, it's supposed to be blown by now. And that's what happens a lot of times. Even with phone books, too. If the phone book pages get too slippery, your hand may, may start sliding off, you panic. So the thing is, it's holding your composure. Oh, oh that's, that's good. We had a girl named Janet Abraham that could do the feats also. And the biggest thing is, when you get in front of a crowd, do not become unraveled. You know, just hold your composure and it'll happen for you. Did you have any situations where you're like, this isn't going well? This, this phone <laughs> book is right, There's plenty of times when I first started, I'd start sweating, my hands would get wet, my mouth would get wet. I keep the grip of water bottle on my mouth, but like that proper preparation. You can avoid some of the, a lot of hard times. So back when I was a kid, Big James, the power team, these guys were like rock stars. I mean, like you said, you are on TV. There was a weekly program, Power Team. You're at the largest mega churches across the United States and, and actually worldwide. What was one of the more odd experiences you had? Or did you have any weird experiences with fans that looked at, looked at you guys as larger than life? Who told you to ask me this? <laughs> no, I promise. Okay, well, I got to tell you this right here. Please. In America, it would be places we would go, like out in Seattle, Washington, like all white community. And they okay. said, Big James is going to lift 700 pounds Sunday night. And the little boy said, Daddy, you really believe Big James is going to lift 700 pounds? And the daddy would say, No, he can't lift no 700 pounds. Ain't nobody lift no 700 pounds. I'll give a dollar for every pound he does live, but he he fake like all the rest of them fake. And little boy come, Big James, Big James, my daddy said you're fake. You're not going to do 700 pounds Sunday night. I said, well, but if you come on Sunday night, we'll prove that I can do 700 pounds. My daddy said they give you a dollar per pound you do. And I remember that like it was yesterday. This guy, he was, he was just, he did, nobody could do 700 pounds. So what I did, I called him up on Sunday night. And I had him load the weight on the bar. Then I asked him, sir, how much weight have you lift, put on that bar? He said, I put over 700 pounds on there. I said, well, I sure appreciate it. Now, if you'll stand back, because I want you to be able to see, I'm getting ready to take this 700 pounds and push it up off my chest. 
He said, if you do, I'll give you a dollar per pound. I said, well, sir, so be it then. And I lay down there and I was furious. One, because he doubted. So I was, I was really angry about that. And I have to admit that. God, please forgive me for my anger and my frustration. But I laid down there and I put my hands on that bar and I took that bar down on my chest three times. Bam! No way. Bam! Bam! Poof. And the little boy said, hey, daddy, I think three times seven is $2,100. <laughs> Oh my god, I mean just win the hearts <laughs> just win the hearts of the people was something really big in every little town we went to. Oh my goodness. That is really, really good. Yeah. Well yeah. today Big James gives motivational speeches to groups such as students, business leaders, prisoners. He tours the Georgia prison system as a speaker for Heartbound Ministries. And I even saw a news story, Big James, where over a four-day period, they visited 59 schools, 10 different school districts, and he spoke to 32,000 kids over wow. a four-day period with his group is, uh, when they were touring. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. That Absolutely incredible. It's a hurting place in our society now. I mean, if they can find me, they're encouraging them. I think that's what young people want, somebody to encourage them. Because if you got young people raising themselves every day, raising themselves every day, there's a lot of mistakes going to be made. Right. Well, listeners, for more information about Big James Henderson, you can go to his Facebook page at BigJames.Henderson, or you can go to his website, BigJamesHenderson.com. Or you can give me a call, too. Or you can give him a call. Or you can call him. Yeah. Yeah. 305-613-0673. Yes, there you go. Yes, and we will and we will put all his information, except for the phone number. I won't put that <laughs> in the show notes, but everything else I'll put in the right. show notes and we'll leave that phone number in. Right. But Big James, you are fantastic. You are amazing. But did we have a good time today? Did we we had an amazing time. time. 100%. Uh, amazing. I hope you great. did too. Yeah, yeah but you, you haven't heard all the stories of me and Sean in South Africa. No, we haven't. Round two. Do you, or if you have a good one here, we'll keep recording if you well, want to share well, we it. We gotta go. He's gonna go on me. Y'all gonna get ready to go. Oh, I was gonna wrap it up here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we can keep talking. I just want to be respectful of you in your time, James. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, 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 hey! Both of you, ask me any question you want to ask me. Oh. Okay. All right. I want to ask you. Give us a good story yeah. with you and Sean Harper. Oh. Okay. Um. We were put on a mission in South Africa to do 125 meetings. Oh, my. And so, one time, we went to a country called Swaziland. Okay. It's off Africa, Swaziland. Here it was. We were getting ready to have this big meeting. And, and before the meeting, the king did walk into the room. And the room had over 6,000 people in the room. Oh, my. This room was wall-to-wall packed. This room, you couldn't believe it. So the, the king walked in, and he also brought his sagoma. What is that? Ooh, that's a witch doctor. He brought his oh. oh. <laughs> so the sagoma came into the room. She came to the side of the stage where we were, and she called me over like this. And I came over, and she reached in her pouch, and she <laughs> blew some white dust in my face. Oh, no. And his, this white dust was supposed to be the death dust. But Sean grabbed my bag and said, do not react. 
because all these people are watching you. If you react crazy, they will see that she has power over you. Do not react, brother. Please do not react. So I said, in, my, in the name of Jesus, you call out my God's name. I'll call out your God's name. We'll see you standing in the end. Say Jesus. Say Jesus. Say Jesus. And the witch doctor ran out the room. When she ran out the room, all 6,000 people did this. Um, I said, do not bow your head to me. I am not a king or a god. I am only a messenger. I know that my God can heal all. I know that my God is more powerful than a witch doctor or a sagoma. And if you want the healing or deliverance from this tonight, all I'm going to ask you to do is take one step to the altar, and I can pray that God is giving you the same courage and same power he's given me. Is there anybody that wants Jesus tonight? And the people stepped forward. That was the shortest sermon with the most people we ever saw in Swaziland. Oh, oh I have goosebumps. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that is phenomenal. Real times in ministry. Oh, that's excellent. Well, Big James, I hate to wrap this up. You are well, go ahead. I, amazing to talk yeah. to. This is so much fun, and I am so blessed, so fortunate that Sean mm, connected, connected us. us to you. Absolutely. But Big James. Hey, I'll be praying for you guys. Thank, thank you. You were the good word. Thank you. God bless you, you, sir. Thank you, James. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. It's completely free, you guys. This helps us out big time with the folks who track this stuff. If you haven't already, we want to encourage you to please rate or even write us a review on Apple Podcast. We need as many as we possibly can, even if it's just one sentence. Thank you for listening, you guys, and sharing us with your friends. 